welcome to Mental Health Mumbles. Uh, my name is Hannah. I'm your host, and I am joined by Jack Hutchinson. I am a senior at Hopewell Valley Central High School. Woohoo! Go Hopewell. I am also a senior, and today we're going to talk about mental health in high schoolers and Jack and I's experience with it and the difference between how guys and girls handle stress. I'll start. So, as a girl, uh, sometimes I kind of think a lot about what people think when they look at me and like how I'm dressing, does it look good? And it sometimes gets heightened on like certain days of the week when I have certain things going on. And like dealing with that sometimes is really stressful because I shouldn't have to dress to impress, but I feel like I do. What are your thoughts on just? Um, well, as a guy, I, I mean, I still care about what I dress or how I dress, but it's more so, I think the main more stressful thing for a lot of guys is kind of like, fitting in with certain clicks and stuff like that and um yeah obviously aside from just social stress there's also a lot of academic stress that high schoolers have to experience and I read this thing a couple months ago was talking about how the average high schooler has a similar amount of stress to a 1930 stockbroker which I found fascinating because I don't think we're raised or we should be raised to be under this amount of pressure but it's like it's how things are going nowadays yeah speaking as someone from like going through the applying to college process right now it's so stressful because i know people that are applying to like 22 colleges right now and they don't even have a top they just want to get in somewhere and it's all about like where you're going and how much money you're getting and like will it be able to give you a successful leaping point? And that's so stressful. Yeah, luckily for me, I know relatively what I want to do and how I want to get there, and I'm very thankful for that. So I didn't really apply to many colleges and already know where I'm going. So everything's done for me, but for, like, my sister, it was a very stressful time for her because she had one school she was incredibly fixated on, and she got denied. And it was really, it was a really, really tough time for her. So I was worried about that. For me, when I got older, because she's four years older than me, but um, yeah. yeah, that's the main thing that I think is I'm very grateful for that it wasn't too bad of a process for me, but it definitely is still very stressful. Yeah, because you also the thing with colleges is they're trying to figure out like I feel like there's a quota going on too. Yeah, and they're trying to see oh how many of these kinds of personalities do we have? How many of this? And so. You want to show a range, but at the same time, you kind of want to blend in a little bit. I feel like it's so hard, like trying to stand out. And even aside from just even getting into college and you have to worry like, damn, I'm going to have a ton of debt in four years. Yeah, <laughs> like it's you want to go somewhere where you're going to enjoy yourself and you're going to go and be successful in the program that you want. But college is so expensive. Yeah. It's so expensive. NYU is like $70,000. It's absolutely insane. Yeah. And that's, it's so unrealistic for so many families today. And I just don't think it's fair that like, basically we're pushing high schoolers and teens to the point of exhaustion. Yeah. And like the, I mean, I come from a family of a lot of teachers and that's Mm -hmm. also what I want to do. And they always talk to me about how it's like they, they even they, they relate to the students and saying that it's becoming so exhausting for their students and for themselves, too, because how much education has changed and how mainly now, especially when you get to the older grades of high school, 
taking honors in AP is like taking regular now and taking regular is like taking remedial classes. So just the pressure keeps on adding up. And I think that there's going to be some serious consequences for the younger generation's future because of that. Oh, yeah. I remember feeling kind of bad about myself because one of my friends in middle school was taking high school level classes already. And I was like, how am I going to compete with that? But I kind of had to remind myself that, like, first of all, it was in math and I'm not trying to impress anyone in math. But second of all, we're different people and we're looking at different things. But it's hard to think about that sometimes when you're waiting for that acceptance, just from anyone even. Yeah, exactly. Because, I mean, as a teenager, I think the main thing that you look for is social acceptance from your peers. And Mm. especially if you surround yourselves with, like, very smart people and say you're not as – I mean, say you're still, like, a – decent decently smart person but you're not nearly smart as i may. i mean it can it can make you feel bad about yourself and yeah it's just a lot of stress for that yeah and on top of that thinking about like trying to fit in and like stand out among intelligent people it's even like there's in your grade there are like clicks right there are definitely clicks in our grade yes but when you go into a class there are clicks in that class as well like i don't know sometimes in gym class i'm like oh I don't know who I'm going to sit with. They're like, oh, I hope these people still like me enough to like sit with me and do projects with me. And it's so, it's so arbitrary. Yeah. Like I remember watching movies and stuff when I was growing up and seeing like how the stereotypical high school (laughs) click would be Yeah, and thinking like, oh, it will be like that. But it's like, it's, it is, but it isn't because Mm -hmm. it isn't in the sense that it's not as like extreme but at the same time, it's it's very subtle, but it's definitely still there. And if you, like, look between the lines enough, you can definitely see it. Oh, yeah. Like, I can think right now there's definitely, like, if you don't play a certain sport, you're not, like, considered as great of an athlete, I feel like. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like, soccer's really big at our school. Mm-hmm. Which is funny because you would think it would be football, but no. It's, it's <laughs> no, definitely soccer. Yeah. <laughs> like, if you're on the soccer team, you're kind of a big shot. Yeah. So it's interesting to think about. The different dynamics from school to school so uh i am someone who grew up in a family of I'm, it's just me i'm an only child a uh, small little family that lives in the suburbs of pennington and i didn't really have many mental health issues or so i thought going into high school but i kind of realized about halfway through my sophomore year that i was doing these weird little habits that kind of were really messed up like I used to do this thing on the bus where I would kind of take out an earbud sometimes and like check to see how loudly I was breathing because I was like oh I don't want to breathe too loudly and have people like yell at me and when I really realized what my issue was it was I was sitting in a geometry class and just halfway through I was like this is bad I can't handle this anymore. And I went to the bathroom. I called my mom and I was like, you got to get me out of here, <laughs> which sounds so like cheesy kind of. No, it's understandable. But <clears throat> it was like, and then, you know, I talked to her and I was like, listen, I don't know what's going on, but I've been having like these panic attacks, which she knew about. And like all of this is how I'm feeling. And I ended up going to a psychiatrist. I started seeing a therapist. It's great. I'm on medication. And I feel like people have differing opinions on medication because some people are like, oh, well, I don't like taking it because I feel like it makes life less fun. Or at least that's someone that I know with ADHD that's like, I don't like to take my Adderall because that makes me boring. But like, 
my medication has definitely helped me to kind of learn how to talk to people better and stay myself, but just able to handle pressure better. So, yeah, for me, um, luckily again, I have a bit more of a concise story. I mean, I, um, (laughs) (laughs) I actually not. Actually, no, it's not concise at all. I don't even know why I said that. But No one's story is. It's okay. Yeah, so I I grew up with a, in a pretty rough family environment. Not going to get into specifics with that. Yeah, but, however, um, as I think – I actually remember very vividly as when I was in eighth grade, I was sitting at home on a Saturday. I just didn't feel myself. I And then I started talking to – I told my mom that, and then I started talking to a psychiatrist, and he diagnosed me with OCD. And – and it's weird because whenever I heard OCD, I thought of, like, people obsessively organizing their clothes and stuff. But it's right. not like that at all. And for me, it's more of, like, uh, I would, like, fixate on certain things, whether it be physical or, like, conversations or stuff like that. And it's definitely been a struggle for me in high school. But it's nice knowing that it's something I can pinpoint and know when I'm having, like, an off day. I'll be like, oh, um, and since obviously I know where to, what it is, I'll talk to, like, my mom about it and stuff like that and she's been very supportive so i mean and it's interesting because it all ties in with um the rise of mental health issues especially among teens nowadays and i personally think that uh one of the biggest things is how we're constantly connected with one another with instagram and snapchat and all that and you're never really alone and you never really know how to deal with your problems just straight up because most people just silence them by constantly busying themselves with whether it be with their phones or their athletics or their academics yeah it's just uh, my personal opinion is that it's way too high pace of a world and we need to step back and live a little and that's something that has very much helped me i started um going outside a lot more last year i because when i was really little i grew up in indiana and some of my fondest memories were being outside and like fishing with my family and stuff but Stopped doing that when I moved back to New Jersey. And last year, I was doing some research and was talking about going outside more. So I started fishing again, and things have been wonderful for me. So I think that a more solid connection to that sounding to a hippie-ish solid connection to to nature can definitely help a person. I see where you're coming from. I was born in New York, and, like, throughout my life I've gone – back to New York, back and forth, just because my mom used to work in New York, so I would go with her. And so for me, what's always kind of calmed me is like the hustle and bustle of life around me. So when I'm in a situation where like it's really quiet, I get really uncomfortable. Yeah. Because I just, the silence, it bothers me. You know what I mean? Yeah. I like knowing what's on people's minds. I like talking to people. And so just kind of finding that music can be almost therapeutic in a way has been great. And then... Also, just, like, learning about myself and learning, like, it's okay to have moments, even though I'm, like, actively getting better. Sometimes you do have those days where, like, you might forget to take your meds or, like, you just, you aren't feeling it and there's nothing wrong with you. It's just that's how you are. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I feel like there's definitely, I mean, people always talk about there's a lot more people affected by mental health than than you may think there is and on paper I would dismiss that but at the same time over the years 
I've been thinking more and more and more about that and being like, there's there's definitely people I know that have not outwardly come and said it to me, but I can, I mean, I can just kind of tell from experiencing it myself and it's saddening, but I mean, it's just something I think that we're going to unfortunately have to deal with mm-hmm. and unless we can get some magical help with it, but yeah. Because it's hard to talk about when you first start realizing it. Because, like, even when you know what it is, it's still like, ooh, how do I, how do yeah. I bring it up? Because it feels like such a taboo topic almost, especially with high schoolers, because they're like, well, everyone's stressed, so it's fine. Yeah. If I just finish this, it'll be fine, and the stress will go away. Or, like, the frustration and the anger. And it, it doesn't. It doesn't work like that. And I think when you realize that you do need to maybe see someone, I think that's kind of the first step. Like, a lot of times people will think, like, oh, going to a therapist or, like, actually taking the medication is the first step. The first step is admitting to yourself that, like... Yeah, a lot lot of it's definitely acceptance, I think. And I think accepting it can be very difficult, but at the same time, once you do that, it will really (laughs) help you in the long run. Yeah, we'll edit that hiccup out. But, (laughs) But, like, what's also important is I feel like guys, and this is just my observation i feel like guys don't talk about mental health that much with each other oh no of course not i have one close friend that does with me Mm -hmm. and that's about it and i'm i'm pretty friendly with many many people and like i said i literally have only talked to one other guy about it so it's i think it's definitely more stigmatized from a guy's perspective i mean it's still obviously stigmatized all around but in general i think that as a guy you're still kind of supposed to be true like portrayed as like a, you know a macho not really show your feelings too much but i mean it affects everyone and it clearly has been showing yeah like i think the thing about mental health the difference between guys and girls is that girls are often characterized as being able to be more open about their feelings yeah and it upsets me that people feel like or guys especially are like well i don't know how to talk about it so i just don't and then just i explode one day yeah no i'm that's something I learned how to do. I used to bottle things up, but yeah. I mean, over the past couple of years, I've definitely become more open. And a lot of people know that I have OCD. And I'm fine with that just because I think that it helps me have a better narrative with them and they can understand me better. And I, I it's like sometimes I honestly look at it, it's weird as it sounds, I look at it sometimes as a positive thing when I tell yeah. people that because like it, it creates for sort of like a stronger bond in a way. But that's mm-hmm. just me. Some people, do not like telling people other people about their mental health issues and that's okay because it's definitely is a very difficult thing to talk about but i've just learned to honestly embrace it i know that i've definitely opened up about it before as jack knows and as like a lot of people know i'm kind of very much like yeah i have it what's what about it yeah i definitely am like i know i have like i have attention issues sometimes because i hyper i go back and forth on everything yeah and on top of that like just being anxious but like i know that at the end of the day that's who i am and like i'm okay with admitting that and it's okay if you don't feel that way i feel like that's important to say too because mm-hmm. sometimes people are like i know that i have it but i don't like talking about it and that's fine it's just it's always good to get it out there and have like friends that you can rely on yeah i definitely think peer reliance is definitely a very important thing as, as well as family i mean i know a lot of people don't really even talk to their parents about that kind of stuff and it saddens me because i definitely think my mom has been my number one supporter in terms of me dealing with stress like just any other kind of stress with 
like not even mental health issues, but just stress, like school stress, acad- yeah. or, um, peer stress, all that. Yeah. Moms are the best. Mm-hmm. Just like throwing that out there. Moms are the best. They're so good with stress. Like my mom made me churros once when I was freaking out over an essay. She's <laughs> like, don't worry about it. But yeah, it sometimes is hard opening up to like older adults in your life. Like my grandparents at first, they were like, well, I mean, I get stressed about things. I have to have things a certain way. I don't understand. And yeah. I was like, well, here. And it takes some time. But I find that like the people who really care about you in your life, they'll actually take the time to listen and like look into it because they want to be there for you and know what's right for you. The main thing I'm fascinated about with all this is how, I mean, humans have literally existed for thousands and thousands of years and we never really heard of any of these extreme cases. I mean, people have been like sad throughout time, but you never heard of really anyone being chronically sad or like even things like seriously as as schizophrenia. I mean, have you ever heard of that prior to maybe the 20th century? Probably not. And it's just, I, I just think there's something innately wrong with how people are living nowadays. Yeah. And I think that's the main cause in the rise of issues regarding mental health. But I don't know. It really fascinates me is researching into that. I think what's also interesting is I, even though I've like read a little bit about it, I'm still confused about what schizophrenia is because like it gets used in such away like yeah. you know how people will use like oh yeah i'm so bipolar today yeah like things like that so sometimes i feel like it kind of muddies what the actual term is so like when it comes to schizophrenia i have no idea what it means at this point because i'm like i just think of someone that just can't handle life yeah exactly and it's unfortunate because i mean honestly i don't really know too much about schizophrenia either however i I know that it's a very serious mental illness and yeah, I just think it's crazy how more and more people are developing it. And even some, like I, I forget the stat. I think it was like 21% of kids ages, um, 12 to 14 as of like 2016 or something saw either therapist or psychiatrist. And I don't think that ever would have happened. Say even, even not as far back as like 15 years ago. And I'm just worried if that stat is going to keep on increasing. Are we just going to have a generation of adults in 20 years that are all afflicted by something of this magnitude? It'll just be really saddening. Yeah, because, like, some people are just in therapy because their parents are like, oh, well, it'll be good. Yeah. And some are in therapy because of trauma. And so it's, like, it's interesting to talk to people that are like, oh, yeah, I tried therapy and it didn't work for me because I'm always like, ooh, I want to hear your thoughts on it. Yeah. It's like... Like, my, my mom put me in therapy when I was, like, in, like, second grade or something. And I, I was a perfectly happy second grader. But she was just, like – I remember I asked her, like, a year or two ago. I was, like, why would you do that? And she was, like, I don't know. I thought it would be helpful for you. Mm-hmm. And I was, like – and it honestly was. I I remember him pretty vividly. And so I had fond memories with him. And I honestly think it's important that everyone should at least try therapy because everyone has their problems. Yeah. I find that sometimes – or at least talking to my dad about it because when he was a freshman in high school his mom and stepdad put him in therapy for a year and then like the therapist was like he doesn't talk about anything yeah they, yeah no that's the, that's the thing you have to be at least open to talking you have to be willing yeah i think that's a lot of it is like you have to be willing to put in work and try to better yourself yeah 
even though it gets hard. And sometimes you're like, I just want to. Yeah, exactly. Some people are like, I don't have any problems. But you have to be more introspective with yourself and look deep and down and say, am I doing anything wrong? Yeah. Am I am I hurting anyone? You know? Yeah. And I think it overall could just make everyone a better person. Yeah. I think also what's unfortunate, at least because I know I had a guy friend other than Jack. I have more than one guy friend, but that kind of he has like admitted that he needs help but he doesn't know how to get there because he's so busy yeah and so to me that breaks my heart because like yes academics and extracurriculars are so important but so is your mental health and the fact that like i believe suicide is either the second highest or yeah i think it's the second highest cause of death in teens other than maybe like car crashes yeah that's crazy that's really saddening yeah and i don't know if that stat is completely accurate that's just what i vividly like vaguely remember reading but just the fact that i don't know it just it upsets me a lot because we have so much ahead of us and the fact that people could maybe not get to live to their full potential is just upsetting yeah, I definitely agree with you on that and how it definitely should not be the number number one or number two cause of death among teenagers because, I mean, if you look at it, I mean, from an outside perspective, we're probably living in one of the best times a human could possibly live in. Yeah. Um, war is not a split. I mean, like, warfare, if you look at, like, ancient societies, warfare mm-hmm. used to be a thing that was just kind of second nature and now the crusade yeah exactly war (laughs) war is kind of i don't want to say on the decline but it's definitely not as it's not used as much as a diplomacy thing as it used to so uh life and life expectancy has definitely gone up so on paper we should be happy but there's just something innately wrong with what's going on i think as we've continued to grow as a society and just like as humans itself I think we've put a lot of pressure on ourselves because yeah. it's like we have to discover new things and new species and new places, new planets, all of these things. And so it's kind of like every generation faces that moment where they're like, how am I going to impact anyone? Yeah, exactly. And I feel like being a teen right now, while it's super great because we have so much knowledge at our fingertips, like the idea of Google 20, 30, 40? I guess, yeah, 40. I'm going to go with 40. 40 feels like a safe number. <laughs> 40 years ago, that would have been so crazy. Yeah. And the fact that it's just like a touch away. Mm-hmm. Like, we might have flying cars soon if Elon Musk works any faster. Like, we have facial recognition on phones that we can just put in our pockets. Like, that is so crazy. But at the same time, it's putting so much pressure on us to have to come up with the next big thing and like be the best and be the greatest. And so I don't know. I feel like while sometimes it's school, I think it's also just like the idea of what's out there that makes us It's nuts. It's wild. It's so scary to think about. Like there's so much that we haven't explored, but like at the same time, it's, it's a lot to think about sometimes. It's a deep and crazy place out there. <laughs> yeah. It's just, 
it's also like when you think about life, like any possible life beyond, not to get all like, do aliens exist, but the idea that like there could be like uncharted territory where other species of life live, that's terrifying. All right. Thank you for stopping by and chatting with us, Jack. And thank you, of course, for listening. Thank you guys for listening to the podcast. Hope you had a good time and see you later. Yeah. Bye. Bye.